Everyone has an opinion when it comes to having a baby and raising kids. Just get the epidural. There's no prize for doing it natural. In my day, we just let the baby cry until they settle themselves down. Have you tried sage oil? And so many more comments, most of them unsolicited. Welcome to the Birth and Parenting Things podcast. My name is Kim, and I've got opinions too. I'm kind of an expert on birth. I've also managed to raise three babies into young adults. I'm here to offer evidence-based information, stories, personal experiences on birth, parenting, and everything in between. So let's do this. Hello, good morning. How is everybody today? It's only Wednesday for me, and this is a late posted podcast because it has been a week. It's only Wednesday and it has been a week. It feels like it's been two weeks jammed into three days. <sighs> Anyways, let's see. Let's Where do we start? Uh, no idea how I'm still on Weight Watchers. This is, I, it's, this is usually where I fail. This is usually where I like stop. But I'm trying, I'm keeping going, I'm moving forward. Oh. Problem is my life keeps exploding at every moment and pulling me in so many different directions. Putting together the podcast last week on my mental health journey was long, it took me a while, it was tough, and I really had quite a lot of eye-opening moments um, also along with my regular life stuff, it highlighted that I am smack dab in the middle of the sandwich generation. I am the ham or bologna in a, between two pieces of white bread. One slice of white bread is my kids who I love and I need to be there for them. They are, and not just need, but want to be there for them. And the other slice of white bread is my elderlies, my mother and my elderly uncle. Now, he had uh, several bad days last week with his COPD, and my mom had some issues uh, getting signed up for her COVID vaccine. My kids, being teenagers, still needed me as well, listening, being there to listen to them, drive them places, make sure they were fed. <laughs> it's, always, it's always a thing. Your kids always want to be fed. And I'm a working doula and I had a client, I had client meetings and client questions and I had a client have their baby. Um, they were supposed to be induced on Monday, but they thankfully went into labor by themselves and had what looked like to be a great uh, birth. I supported them virtually and was pretty much up all night long and then teaching on the Saturday, which again, I love, I love doing what I do. But definitely had a few days in there where I felt like I was being pulled in all the directions. So let's be honest, if a bag of party mix and three mus and a three musketeers bar fallen falls into my mouth, whatever. I'm not gonna stop it. This week I managed to get my mom to her vaccine appointment on Monday, which was great. Very easy. Holy cow. Literally in and out in less than half an hour. Was great was able to breathe a momentary sigh of relief until later that night I got an email from my daughter's uh, that my daughter had been exposed to a kid who is positively COVID or is COVID positive. So in a panic, I set her up for a COVID test, then went for that yesterday, Tuesday. 
she had the test. We waited for about an hour um, for like a five second test, which is fine. I, it was really good because actually everybody was really nice. Everybody was really calm. Um, I was nice to see, you know, people not losing their mind from standing in line and complaining. Anyway, she had the test. And now we have to wait. So she is in um, quarantine sort of um in her room we're sort of wearing masks in the house and whatnot when she leaves her room and in the meantime my uncle's appointment which I had two of them this week are now being done by my mom I'll cancel one um, of them but one of them which is today I can't go to because I can't really take the risk he's got COPD so that that puts him at an extremely high risk um my son unfortunately has to stay home from work until we can get a negative test so I'm spending today and maybe tomorrow checking every hour <laughs> for the the website to check on her uh, on her results and Friday is good Friday so I'm very excited about that I do not have to work this weekend which is great it's a long weekend so I don't teach on long weekends and I really need for this test to be negative. I I could use a win. Universe, if you're listening, please. Anyways, so given all that, I thought it would be best to do a simple episode, something small, something not too not too mind numbing, especially given last week's. And since I'm constantly talking about food, I thought, hmm, let's look at what you can eat and drink during labor. So when I ask this question in class, what can you drink during labor? Uh, the answer is usually water, ice chips, kind of the, you hear ice chips a lot. Um, mostly I would suspect because that's usually what Hollywood suggests you can have during labor. But those are blah, boring, blah. Water and ice chips can be helpful, particularly in the final stages of labor, but, and especially for pushing when you can't, when drinking large amounts of fluid isn't helpful. Um, but what about before that? So it's important to stay well hydrated during labor. Why? Well, because becoming dehydrated in labor can not only affect you, but it can also affect baby as well. When you're dehydrated, your baby's heart rate will actually increase higher than what the care provider is comfortable with. So when you go into labor, you'll see, uh, if they have the monitors there for you, you'll see a chart or a graph and there'll be sort of a, a darkened area and that's where they would like baby's heart rate to be. And what can happen though, and your baby's heart rate right now is probably... It's probably in the 120s to 140, 150 range. But when it starts creeping into the 160, 170s, 180s, this can be, this is not a good thing. So um, it is common actually because, or because this is common uh, in some hospitals, they have actually instituted a policy for all birthing parents to automatically get an IV. And that can help with, again, keeping you hydrated. That can potentially be negotiated, uh, depending on sort of what your labor, how your labor is going, especially if you wanted to have an intervention-free birth, um, or at least go as intervention-free as possible and potentially go without any pain medication for as long as possible or to the end. So definitely something to talk to your care provider about uh, if this is something that you want to do. So... 
You could choose water during labor, but maybe let's try water that isn't boring. How about water with something in it, like lemons, cucumbers, berries? Oh, frozen berries? They would be really cool. I'm I'm a huge proponent for really cold water, um, personally, uh, but... Uh, Adding some frozen berries to that can be quite nice. And then when it's all over, you can actually eat the berries after they're thawed. So some people will also add a little bit of salt too. And these things can actually, you know, up your water game and give you the electrolytes, which you need, um, which can be helpful for staying hydrated. You could also choose something that will give you some energy as well, such as juice, which will give you some calories and be a little bit more tasty than just boring water. Apple, orange, peach mango, something exotic. Sky's the limit when it comes to uh, whatever juices you want to drink, especially while you're still at home. Hospitals generally will have juice for you to drink, but it usually falls in the category of apple, orange, or cranberry. Sometimes pineapple, but that's very rare. Um, anyway, so if there is something that you wanted to drink and bring for yourself for, to have during the labor, absolutely, 100% you can do that. Um, but you'll have to bring that because the standard fare at hospitals can be a bit boring. You can also choose, especially while you're still at home, is smoothies, which will give you energy. Ones with protein powder can help uh, give you a longer sustained energy base. But you may want to choose a base for your smoothie that is either juice or maybe a nut milk as opposed to cow's milk um, or yogurt. The reason is um, some people will vomit during labor and the dairy that you might have in your smoothie the second time around when you vomit can be kind of gross. The smell of it will linger and vomited milk is so gross. Trust me on that one. When I had gestational diabetes, when I was pregnant with my second son, during the labor, I decided to snack on cheese and crackers to keep my blood sugar from going too low, which was kind of stupid because I already had a history of vomiting. Well, I ended up puking in the garbage can uh, in the hospital. Man, did it reek. I felt so bad for the cleaners and the nurse who uh, had to take the garbage can away. Didn't look too impressed with me at all. But back to what you can drink. So you can choose teas as well. Uh, many will be drinking red raspberry leaf tea during their pregnancy, which will not start your labor. Um, and you can drink it during your labor as well. I would recommend teas that are decaffeinated. Most herbal teas are decaffeinated, but just double check. Caffeine can be dehydrating. You can also choose soups or broths, which can be very good uh, options as well. And again, sort of you know, fill that void of being too hungry. Um, some people, when I ask this question in class, will suggest Gatorade or sports drinks. And yes, they can be hydrating, especially after a really big workout. However, there's one very important difference between working out and labor. And the main thing is that in labor, you aren't sweating or at least not sweating to the degree that you would be if you were working out. So drinks like Gatorade that have chemical-based electrolytes aren't actually that helpful, and the electrolytes can build up in your body and push your electrolyte levels in the opposite direction, and potentially you would need to be on an IV to balance it all out. So if you're going to drink sports drinks during your labor, no problem, 100%, but try watering it down or only taking small sips of it. Every client I've had that has 
been or taken uh, Gatorade or sports drinks during their labor has actually been on an IV for uh, dehydration, surprisingly enough. There are, however, some natural electrolytes that you can choose. Anybody want to hazard a guess what that might be? Coconut water. Coconut water has natural electrolytes that if your body doesn't need them can get rid of them more easily than if they were the chemical based ones. So it's definitely an option. Um, Coconut water doesn't really work for me. Uh, I actually find coconut water tastes a bit like dirt. My old trainer really wanted me to drink coconut water on a regular basis, especially after working out. And I worked out actually fairly heavily for a couple of years, but um, no, I couldn't do it. I tried. I really tried. I even tried. I went to do a training in, I don't even know where, Calgary or something like that. And of course, on planes, they're very dry and dehydrating as well. Um, So I got when I had a stopover somewhere um, and had some coconut water. So gross. Anyways, so ultimately for your labor, the goal is to stay hydrated whatever that might look like for you. Now, what about food? Oh, you can't eat during labor. Wrong. That's very old school thinking. Several generations ago, you were told that you couldn't eat during labor. And the main reason was that if you needed to have a cesarean birth, you had to be put under general anesthetic. There was, and as a result, there was a risk of aspirating food into your lungs if you vomited during the procedure. And this can be quite dangerous. However, with the advent of epidural pain management and being awake during a surgical birth, this is no longer a major concern. Now, having said that, many hospitals do have policies that once an epidural comes into play, you can't eat solid food. But up until that point, if you're hungry, you should eat. When you want to, However, you want to choose really sort of light snacks, food that's going to be easy to digest. Your body doesn't want to deal with digestion on top of everything else it has going on. When I was induced with my first son after the second round of prostaglandin, we went home and I was, for some reason, craving McDonald's. So I had a quarter pounder with cheese and fries. <laughs> and when the labor kicked in during the Christmas episode of Providence with Melina Kanakaridis, I got so nauseous and vomited that quarter pounder into the kitchen sink as we were heading back to the hospital. No idea who cleaned it up. Maybe my mom, maybe my partner. But again, I felt bad for leaving it for someone. I, I'm just not... Anything in my belly does not stay long when I when I'm pregnant when I'm in labor. So, do you see a trend? I'm very pukey during my births. <clears throat> Sorry, I seem to be losing my voice. Um, try to avoid also things like simple sugars or simple carbohydrates. Opt for more complex carbohydrates and proteins. Again, these will give you a longer sustained energy base to work from. And there are great snack bars by Kashi that are great options. Nut butters on a grainy bread, protein shakes, oatmeal with fruit, brown rice with a protein. These can all be um, eaten during your labor. And of course, they can be packed up and eaten while you're at hospital too. You can also uh, do cut up fruits and vegetables. They uh, have the added bonus of not only giving you energy, but also hydration because fruits and vegetables tend to be uh, watery um, and can also help with that dehydration. I've also seen doulas use honey sticks, uh, which is great. 
they can give you a quick energy boost, boost, especially as you begin or are well into pushing and maybe you don't have a lot of energy left in you. Now, if you choose to get an epidural, um, you can technically eat. However, you can only eat things that you can see through. Any guesses? How about that hospital staple of jello and maybe some popsicles? Most hospitals will stock these for you so you don't have to bring your own. I, it's funny, I've heard some people say, you know, oh, I'm going to have a popsicle during my birth, like it's some sort of fantasy or something. You know, as a fully grown adult, you're going to have a popsicle whenever you want, right? Just saying. So there you have it. During labor, you should eat, you should drink as you need to. It's important for you and it's important for your baby and it's important for your labor as well. So I have just one little item left for this episode because as, as I say, I don't really have the bandwidth for much more. This is going to be a super short episode compared to some of the others I've done, but I thought this was an interesting tidbit that uh, I found. Earlier this week, uh, New Zealand announced that it had approved legislation that would provide paid leave after a miscarriage or stillbirth without needing to use your sick leave. This was touted as being incredible. It made the news. It made the rounds. It is, however, and, and it is, don't get me wrong. However, I also just learned, actually, that Canada already has pregnancy loss employment benefits for up to 15 weeks. In an Instagram post from Mamas Matter Here, M-A-M-A-S-M-A-T-T-E-R-H-E-R-E, if your pregnancy ends before week 20, you could receive sickness benefits. And if your pregnancy ends in week 20 or later, you could receive maternity benefits. EI sickness and maternity benefits can provide up to 15 weeks of financial assistance if you cannot work for medical or birthing reasons and earn up to 55% of your earnings to a maximum of $595 per week. So while at the time of the loss, you may not be thinking all that clearly, you should check with your private health insurance as well, as they may also offer compensation after a loss to allow you time to stay home and grieve without having to worry about paying the bills. If you live in Canada, you should check out the Government of Canada's website, www.canada.ca, under the Special Circumstances in Maternity and Parental Benefits section. Okay, that's it for me. I don't have anything left. Clearly, my voice is rebelling against me. It's Easter this weekend. I hope, however you celebrate the long weekend, I hope it is fun And please, please, please remember to stay socially distanced. Um, I will do my best to come up with something fun and happy and insightful for the next episode. And if there's any topics that you want me to cover, then let me know. You can send emails to birthandparentythings at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at the Toronto or at Toronto Doula Group. Remember to please rate, review, and subscribe. I'm begging you. Let your friends know. And please remember to wear a mask. And if you feel ill, if you get tested for COVID, do not send your kid to dance class until you know the results of the damn test. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Cheers.